Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast here at Union Grove Lumber Studios. To know more about the Shed Geek Podcast, visit us at shedgeek.com. And for all your lumber needs, call one of the team members at 704-539-5506 or visit us online at uniongrovelumber.com. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. Uh, so thankful for sunshine today up here in Pennsylvania because we've been dealing with uh, snow and everything else on the way up. Right. But um, tell you what, I'm just going to go ahead and give you the mic, let you introduce yourself, who you are, your company, a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, I'm Daniel Hostetler from Heritage Structures. Um, we're located in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Um, we started in 2012 um, and have had a number of changes, um, slight changes throughout, but um, Sheds has been a part of my life since the early 90s. Um, okay. So we enjoy what we do and enjoy helping people and meeting people along the way. So you kind of grew up in the shed industry a little bit then. Did you have family that worked in it or... Yeah, my dad started working at a shed shop in Bedford, Pennsylvania um, in 1991. Okay. Um, and so it just kind of went from there. And then you just kind of followed suit at some point and ended up in the shed world yourself. Yes. Um, at uh, 14 or 15, um, I told my dad, these guys need some competition. <laughs> <laughs> they were the only shed shop in the area at the time, and... Uh, doing well, but just no competition. Um, and kind of at that point, I decided that someday um, I was going to have a shed shop myself. Um, and obviously, we're not in Bedford, but we, um, 2012, we decided it was time to make that happen. Um, so we started out in very small, very small facility, um, worked by myself, um, and uh, just kind of grew from there. So... Um, started as a dream, kind of watched your, your father, and the next thing you know, it sort of turned into a reality for you. Uh, it reminds me of a story of a, uh, a video that we did just recently where the gentleman was talking on his website about, you know, uh, watching his dad growing up. And you know how young guys are. They just kind of watch their dad and want to be like dad. And he's like, man, I always saw him working and, and, uh, in the shed shop, and I thought I want to do that one day. So it's cool to hear second generation, third generation shed guys mm-hmm. show up. Um, so what's the journey? What's the journey been like since 2012? There's a lot that's happened in the shed industry, even just since 2012, let alone 91 when your dad got started. What are some of the changes you've seen the most? Um, so, well, going from in 91. Um, that was a huge change from 91 till 2012. The, the internet sales um, and marketplace and that sort of thing probably is the biggest change that I've seen. Um, locally here, uh, the metal roof was a um, not necessarily a new idea, but it wasn't, it wasn't displayed, it wasn't pushed, uh-huh. um, and that was kind of my in on the market. Um, I displayed metal roofs, um, and I, I did them for the same price, um, as shingles. And so that was kind of my way of, um, 
and we did residential roofing as well. Um, so I got quickly became known as the metal roof guy. Okay. Um, in the market. Um, so that was kind of the way I worked my way into the area. Now I noticed you guys do, um, a lot of siding, vinyl siding as well. Is that, is that common? You think because of the weather, the location, HOA, what, what sort of like uh, pushes that? Um, part of it is the HOAs around here. Um, some of them allow for painted sheds as long as they color match. Okay. Some of them are required to be absolutely as close as possible um, to, to the house, um, down to the door color, uh-huh. um, stuff like that. Um, and also, I mentioned earlier, most of our sheds are going into, into a subdivision where they may have a half-acre lot. And so the shed is going to be 30 feet from the house. Um, and so they want something that's nice, uh, something that is durable. Maintenance, you know, is a huge thing. Um, they don't want to have to ever do anything um, to it again. Were you doing anything vinyl sided before 2012? Or is that something that you kind of, uh, did you start with vinyl sided? Or were you, were you still doing wood sided sheds when you first began? Um, so originally, my original idea um, for building sheds was to do tongue and groove, board and batten style sheds. Okay. Um, and do animal shelters and, and some of that stuff. And I soon realized that the the amount of people that want a board and batten shed, while there's lots of them out there, not everybody wants a board and batten shed. Um, and so we started, um, within the first year, we started offering uh, vinyl sheds as well. Um, and then one of the things that started us off was uh, chicken coops. Um, chicken coops weren't, a huge item in the area at the time and we were located in Shippensburg and we started in April and every year every every week that summer there was an article in the weekend paper um, describing the benefits of homegrown chickens um, the borough was in the middle of a huge um, argument or battle trying to legalize chickens inside the borough um, and so they had all these articles, um, and we sold chicken coops all summer long. Um, I love that. And I think up until this year, we've never sold as many chicken coops as that first year. What do you think calls people to want to go that direction, more homegrown? I mean, you hear a lot of talk about food plots anymore, and just um, the ancillary structures that we offer in the shed industry outside of sheds carports, expanded metal. I mean, there's people doing really big projects, you know, post frame, mm-hmm. uh, but then chicken coops, dog kennels, you know, horse run-ins like animal shelters of, of, of all kinds. I don't know. What's the cause? What's the reason? I think part of it is some of these people grew up on a farm or grew up with farm with a farm as neighbors, um, especially in this area. There's a lot of farms um, and there's, there's something about their past that they, they, they really enjoyed. It's good memories, and they want their kids to have a part of that. Um, and so they and, – and chickens are a, a great way to have, you know, a small farm yeah. um, in your backyard. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like, you know, I remember my grandma having chickens, but I 
we didn't grow up with them. We kind of we we grew up in a in town, but in a very small town. Right. Just to be right. clear, like 150 people, but it was we had a post office, so you know we had that going for us. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you know, but my brother since then has moved out, you know, into the country, and him and his boys hunt all the time, and you know. First thing you wanted to do is get a chicken coop, and they, you know, raise their own eggs, and you know what I mean. They they, they raise chickens there, and they they eat off the land a lot. It seems like there's almost a a mentality. I don't want to say a prepper mentality because that's not really fair, just because you own chickens. Um, but there is sort of a mentality that seems like, especially in the more conservative circles, um, moving that direction. And hey, we've benefited from it from offering these structures. Right. Right. Are you ready to elevate your shed business to new heights? Your pathway to success just got a whole lot smoother with ShedSuite's innovative marketing platform. At ShedSuite, we like to think we understand the shed industry at least a little bit. And over the last seven years, we've been building awesome software for shed businesses. We focus first on building easy-to-use software to help you create and track orders, like the point-of-sale and after-the-sale order fulfillment. And now we're excited to announce our full-feature CRM. All things pre-sale, you know, like prospecting and follow-up. All to empower your shed company to market better and sell more efficiently. Our platform empowers you with a marketing toolkit designed to amplify your online presence, engage your audience, and drive sales like never before. Enjoy the ease of conversion tracking, email marketing, centralized lead communication, and so much more. Oh, and guess what? It even comes with an iPhone and an Android app. With ShedSuite's marketing platform, crafting and deploying effective marketing campaigns is a breeze. The advanced reporting functionality allows your team to analyze real-time conversion data so you can make informed decisions and watch your business flourish. There's no better time than now to join the community of shed business owners who are scaling up with ShedSuite. It's time to turn your marketing efforts into real trackable results. Visit ShedSuite.com forward slash marketing to get pricing, explore the features, and book a demo. ShedSuite is committed to building top quality software to empower your shed business to thrive. And and there's so much you can do with a shed. There's so much you can do with, um, you know, a small shelter. Um, and you can, you, can ex- you can get a little bit of an experience um, with with your kids um and and it just it's a great great solution to expand just a little bit without you know moving or uh building a huge building um sheds just a great addition to your property so we know how you got here what kind of led you into the shed world what are you seeing now 2012 all the way up moving out into 2023 you've been at it on your own for nine years what do you take away from all this the opportunities and the the people that we have gotten to know, um, the customers, you know, whether you meet somebody um, in town or, you know, somewhere else, uh, my kids are always saying, um, who was that? You know, I talked to some stranger. Um, oh, well, we, you know, they bought a shed a couple years ago or we did this or that project for them. Um, so the network of people and the opportunities that we have, um, been able to enjoy through the years um, is really what what drives me. Um, and um, there was one project early on that we did um, that the lady came in and she described the type of pergolo that she wanted. 
Um, she wanted a round top pergola, but it was completely custom in all ways. Um, and so she des- she had a little drawing. She described what she wanted, and I I built I put something together, um, and bu- and it turned out great. And she was she was just overjoyed. She was like, "This is better than I imagined. This is just this is perfect." And so that those kind of special project uh, are what you know you can build you can build twelve or sixteen sheds all day long, right? Um, but a special project or a pool shed where you have yeah, a little, a little pergolo on the end, or you know, just some little, little touches to it um, that just really people people feel more invested because they help design it. Um, and with a small shop, you can you can accommodate people very very well. I definitely see those little pergolas on those pool shacks, and and I told my wife, I said, you only seem to see those up here, and and they're really awesome. And then I go to Michigan and I start to see those little saunas that they're doing, which apparently are coming out of Pennsylvania, which I wasn't aware of. Um, we was up there at BC Barnes at Joe Bontrager's, and we, we saw that, and I was like, man, that's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, we really need to have one of those around the house one, one of these times eventually. <laughs> so, like, I find myself working, you know, in, in the industry, but then being a true shed geek myself, a customer myself, that's like, man, what a neat idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love creativity and anytime you see something new and i've been on record saying it and i'll say it again like i'm always impressed in pennsylvania with the craftsmanship and the different design elements and things that you guys come up with i just always feel like you guys lead the pack on um uh design and 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 quality you know i'm not suggesting that we do bad and there's some salt and peppered in some really really nice companies that make some really nice sheds in our area don't get me wrong but you know um maybe more of a focus on quantity, mm-hmm. you know, and moving more out big box store type mentality than it is necessarily small and customization. Right. Right. Has, has that been important to you? The customization side? Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely challenging. I mean, a shed's a shed. Some people, some people come in and say, I just want uh, <laughs> a basic shed that sits mm-hmm. in the back of the yard that nobody notices. I'm like, but, you're buying a heritage. You want people to notice this. There it's going to go. stick out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I love it. And so, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, but you're, you're working with a square box. Like how much, you know, you, you can, it's like you have to, to, to really come out with a completely new design is, mm-hmm. is, is difficult. And it, it just doesn't, doesn't typically sell that well. Um, so there's there's small things, small touches, and and being being willing to um, go the extra mile for a customer. Um, one thing that some customers have told me is on our on our vinyl siding color swath, we have 20, 20 some colors on the color swath, um, and they are just overjoyed that they can pick any one of these colors. Uh, typically they they look at all the colors and they go down to a light gray or a light brown or a clay um all colors that everybody offers mm-hmm. but because they saw the 20 colors that they could pick from it just it, it impressed them that they can customize this shed however they want options matter yeah yeah and, and as a small shop which you alluded to earlier being able to do that it's paramount i mean it's a competitive advantage that you you have over uh, larger 
company or right, you know, right. or, or someone who's moving moving more product. Um, what is your what is your philosophy for sales? So like you've got you've got Bill working here. I feel like we should mention Bill. Me and Bill have been communicating for maybe close to a year now. Okay. Um, I never anticipated being in Pennsylvania in January. Okay. But as the Lord would have it, it worked out that way. <laughs> Thank you for his protection as we traveled through the snow on the way up here in West right, Virginia. Right. Now we got a nice sunny 50-degree day here, so uh, everything's melted away, and I'm happy about that. But yeah, as long I mean, as you don't hang around too long. I, I know. <laughs> next week's supposed to be cold. Yeah, it'll change. I know. It'll change so fast. But uh, we, we, we did. We came up here, and, and me and Bill had been – I think the last two times I come through, I was hoping to stop and, and my stops just haven't allowed me. We had so many places to, to go. And I was like, we've got to make this happen. We got to get in here and, and meet with Bill. Um, what's the experience been like in sales? Uh, and I might ask you what your philosophy is or what Bill's philosophy is. If you feel obligated to speak for him, whenever a customer comes in to purchase uh, a heritage structure, what what do you want that customer to know? What do you want them to take away from the experience? I think the biggest thing is um, that we are here to to serve them. We are here to fill their need. If they don't need a bigger shed, then we don't want to sell them a bigger shed. We're not trying to. We're not a used car a used car lot. Um, we're here to give them what they need. Um, sometimes people have to need a little help to, to know what they need, um, to size their building and, and that sort of thing. Um, but just build that relationship and, and be able to, uh, talk about what they need and, and what, what, what the purpose of the building is. Um, and then, you know, what do they want it to look like? Um, with, we have an online configurator, uh-huh. um, and that, that has been huge. Um, that has cut our, our sales time in the office down, um, probably by 30 minutes. Okay. Um, because people will be on our website, they will design two, three, sometimes five, six sheds. Uh-huh. And then they come in and they say, you know, I was on the configurator, a lot of good ideas, but let's start from the beginning and build the shed. Um, and so, but they already have an idea in their head of what they want and what they don't want. Um, and so it, it allows them to really figure out their needs from their couch at home. Very good point. I, I was talking with someone earlier about a configurator and they kind of asked, you know, well, what do you think about this company versus this company? And I said, well, you know, to be fair, the functionality of, of the design elements tend to matter more to the shed industry than to the customer. I mean, I know, I know folks out there that are, have a piece of paper and a pencil and they're drawing a box on a piece of paper and they're explaining that and the customer gets it. And I'm not bashing those who do it. We're, we're just suggesting there's a better way that gives a more visible, accurate description of the shed with the the 3d designer. Right. And that was literally, I mean, that's what we did. Yeah. And that's what everybody did. Yeah, this this company's product versus this one, I don't think that sells for me. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm I'm fine being wrong, but I don't think that pristine uh, elements of the design of the configurators what sells the the customer as much as it is just functionality and and you know customer service and all these other things that matters more to people in the industry, 
right? Right. You know, than it does the customer. They just kind of want to see. They just want to have an idea. Right, right. Because to me, you know, I want to make sure that the overhang looks looks proportioned right. The customer doesn't care. He knows there's an overhang there. Yeah. Um, or, or, you know, my doors don't look just quite, um, and that's, you know, that's comes from the pride and the, the sweat that we put into, um, our workmanship, um, the quality that we do. Um, and so we want it to be exactly, and and that's not what the customer's looking for. And you, you said it yourself, it cut down on your customer acquisition time by 30 minutes, by being able to utilize that they have a more clear understanding sort of of what they're getting. You, you can print that off. You can show it to them. They can see it at home. So very, very good commercial for those out there that are on defense trying to figure out if they should do a 3D configurator. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, worth it. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Um, so we know kind of where it's at, but where's the, where's the industry going? Where do you see it going? Where do you see heritage structures going over the next 10 years? Um. So with COVID and everything that happened through that, um, I feel like um, it's hard to know. I, I felt like before COVID, we had kind of figured out our, our year up and down. You know, we, we were used to how it felt. We had a slow month. You know, it's always slow in December. Well, COVID happened and we had record months in years in months that we didn't normally sell sheds. Um, and so now it's just like, what do you even plan for? How do you, how do you even move? How, how do you even make goals? Um, but I think, um, especially with the housing market and sort of that whole thing going on, um, I think, I think people are always going to need sheds. Um, now my, my wife's probably going to say that I don't actually believe that because, you know, when you get slow, then it's like, oh my, what are we going to do? Um, and, um, I can move pretty quick from, from one side to the other. But I think I think people are always going to need sheds, um, and I think we just uh, build a quality shed um, and uh, try to connect with people um, mm-hmm. and and build that network. Hello, shed sellers! Did you catch the latest Real Work Labs interview with George Converse? If not, don't miss this value-packed episode. Head to Shed Geeks Podcast YouTube and search Real Work Labs. George and the Real Work Labs crew are riding the wave of Google's latest updates, taking your digital presence to the next level. We're tech artisans crafting your neighborhood brand voice for shed sellers like you to stand out, gain trust, and get found online. Our software will easily capture your work snapshots, videos, weave your craft's story, and get reviews all in one virtual experience. Our innovation goes beyond getting found for your business location, rather getting found for your work locations. Reviews intertwine with their corresponding job sites. When potential customers seek local expertise, you're the proven solution they'll find. It's high time to map your reviews and showcase your beautiful work in a meaningful way that builds trust in customers' neighborhoods. Ready for the journey? Visit shedgeek.realworklabs.com or call George today at 480-787-7575. Real Work Labs, elevating your trust, increasing your conversions, and getting you found where you work in the neighborhoods you serve, one shed at a time. And I think while we're talking about, um, you know, online configurators and the, the newest in technology, 
um, in some ways it still comes back to uh, word of mouth is still um, whether it's uh, reviews online um, or actual walking over to your neighbor and saying, Hey, where'd you get your shed? Yeah. Um, both, you know, word of mouth is still um, where you get your, your best leads, your cheapest, best leads. Um, you're a, a satisfied customer is your best salesperson. You know, we, we, we use that all the time at any service that we're in. We want to do a good job because we, we know that conversations happen behind the scenes. Right. And that, that's what happens with your neighbors, but it's also what happens uh, with anybody who, who uses your service, right? Hey, we had a really good experience with them. You should use them. Uh, they have a bad experience. They're just not going to recommend your services. So. I have a funny story on, a, on an, an unpaid uh, shed salesman. Okay. Um, so we had this gentleman come in and he bought three sheds, one for himself, one for his neighbor and one for his son. Um, and this guy does all these, he does a lot of research and, um, he does, he leaves, that's reviews for people. And, and he just, if, if, if he buys it, there's other people that they won't, they won't even go anywhere else. Um, because they know if it passed his inspection, that's the place to go. So he asked me for a stack of cards um, after he bought his shed. So I gave him a stack. He said, I'll pass them out. And when I get done, I'll, I'll come for more. So he told me one day that they were, they were headed to Lowe's and they saw somebody um, in the parking lot looking at sheds. And he had this stack of cards. <laughs> How about that? And he walked up to the, he walked up to the shed and he's like, step inside the shed so that, um, because of the cameras. And he handed the guy my business card and said, here, go to these guys. These guys are the real deal. <laughs> so A satisfied you, customer right. selling you right off of the, the Lowe's lot. <laughs> huh. How about that? That's funny. I'll, so you I'll don't get it. many like that. But. Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of folks out there that are doing things like that. And I'm surprised something hasn't popped up on YouTube Um we try not to do that because kind of like I told you before we right. come on air, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't bash anybody. We don't want to do our best to, to even whenever there's mm-hmm. problems, you forgive, you right. know, and move on. But, you know, we don't want to bash competition, but there's guys out there, there's influencers out there that go and check out different products, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll, uh, they, they build a, a trusted network and people trust sort of what they're doing because you're also putting a lot of effort into comparing the sheds we've never done that i don't have any intentions to um the the truth is probably a lot of what we do in the shed industry like you said before is a box so 90 percent, maybe 80 percent. who knows the percentage of what we do is very similar not the same but very similar but there's a difference in a company that goes from doing a million in, in, in shed sales a year to, to 50 million right here in shed sales and, and who knows that could be not just I, I tend to think it's not just in your product you can't increase the value or design so much in your product that that's going to move you from one to 50 million I, I tend to think that you can almost know everything in research and development that, that the competition's doing but it doesn't mean it's going to be a recipe for success or growth right you, you have all of your internal workings do you want to grow? First question. Some companies say, I wouldn't want that headache. 50 million, get out of here. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. But if they do and they're trying to grow, uh, getting over those different humps um, 
whether they're vertically integrated and do everything in house, whether they, you know, you know, call on third parties to, to rent, to own, to haul, to sell, to build, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of businesses there. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of conversation. Do you guys, do you guys kind of keep everything in house here? Um, so the rent to own, um, we don't do the rent to own in house. Um, one thing that we do in-house that um, a lot of people like is the site prep. And I know oh, that's something nice. that you get in some other states. They don't, they don't do that as well. But probably 99.9% of our sheds go on a actual gravel pad. That's great. Um, and one of, the, one of the guys, we have a skid loader and a dump trailer, and one of the guys does the site preps um, and, and really enjoys it. Um, but when the customer says, you know, do I have to call somebody else to, to line that up? No, it's right here. Here's your line item. Here's what it's going to cost. Um, and, you know, the same guy that calls to schedule the shed delivery is going to call and schedule the uh, site prep. Um, very, very, very thoughtful and probably very needed with the terrain mm-hmm. yes, that yes. you have here at times. Do you, do you feel like that really offers you a strong competitive advantage to be able to offer that site prep? Not not all companies do that, so kudos to you for, for that. Right. Yeah, I think it does um, because um, the other thing is if he doesn't have site prep, he's in the shop working. Um, and so it's not somebody doesn't have to do have a full-time income mm-hmm. from that. Um, it's, it's, a, it's more of a part-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people that they just want to write one check. They don't want to have to deal with multiple companies. Um, and then, well, this guy can't come do the site prep, but the shed's ready. Um, there's none of that. And the other, the other thing that has, has led to um, super happy customers is we've got a snowstorm coming in a week. You know, can we get my, shed, my site prep done um, in two days so that we can get the shed in right before the storm? Um, and a lot of times we can because it's in-house. Uh-huh. Um, some of the other stuff doesn't matter. We'll push that back. Whereas if you have a third party, you know, it, it may or may not happen. Right. Um, they have other things that need done just as bad as well. Um, and so that there have been, I, I don't know if, how many actual sales we've ever gotten because of it, um, but it's, it's left a, a happy customer. Sometimes those things I think are hard to track. Yes, yes. You know, uh, how do you ever really know what drives human behavior? Hello, this is Identigro. How can we help you? Well, I was looking at getting some nameplates from a line of barns and wondered what options you got. Well, that's simple. We've got full color aluminum sublimated ovals coated black dura black laser engraved custom plates screen printed aluminum die struck aluminum and rectangles rounded rectangles and ovals is that everything no sir we've got bike plates spot color or full color tacker signs 3d custom plates in black plastic white plastic custom plastic 3d stock plates and rectangles and ovals a neat little barn design shields and more well is that all No, sir. We've got 3D plastic in specialty sizes, mini 3D plastic, large 3D plastic, key fobs, soft plastic key fobs, 3D plastic key fobs, die-struck key fobs, full-color subliminated key fobs. Boy, I'm confused. Well, we have many plates for different situations, taste, and pocketbooks, and we make it easy to find the one that is perfectly suited to your needs. 
That sounds good. What info do you need to get started? Identigrow, helping identify your shed brand for over 20 years. We're, we're trying to figure that out all the time in marketing, right? Like we, we can get you all the digital conversions. We can get you all the digital proof, if you will, that you need. But, but there's not really necessarily anything that lets you know what was the touch point or the moment in which somebody saw an ad or read something, heard something that finally clicked and said, I need to do that. I need to go buy me a shed. Well, and sometimes, you know, you try your hardest to be professional and have, you know, have your colors working right and, and, you know, have your flower beds and, you know, have all this, all this stuff just right so that the customer wants to buy here. And then a customer walks in and, and you're in, in the, you know, getting toward the end of the sale and you ask them, so what made you choose Heritage? And, and sometimes it's like, it's off the wall or like some <laughs> abstract reason. And it's like, you mean I did, I did all this work. I did all this work. And, and you didn't even notice it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a story on that. We used to track really, really heavily and, and on asking the customer why they would come in. And we didn't want to bug them because, you know, in sales, people can say, well, I asked them and this is what they said, but you're not going to dig in on that. You're right. not trying to inconvenience right. the customer. You're trying to just get, path of least resistance, get their answer, move on. But, but we would dig in a little bit and try and, and find out. And I remember one time a friend of ours um, stopped by and at the end of it, we just really got in there and it's like, you know, we really want to know what, what made you buy from us? I mean, we've, we've put all this marketing efforts that we've done this, we've done that. And this was a Saturday. And he said, because you were open, and we was like, what? And he was like, yeah, nobody else around here is open on Saturday. So, I mean, I work Monday through Friday and we need, I mean, I like you guys. I probably would have bought from you anyway, but if I had a better deal, I might've got from them too. He said, but you guys are open. I need to get a shed. Right. Being available. Being available. Just being there. Just being open. And, and we did the same thing you did. We, we put our head down and said, man, we've got all of this effort into trying to perfect the system. And sometimes that answer is simple as you were open. Or, or you had, you had a shed here that was the size I wanted, the color I wanted, you know, yep. it, it, they may, they may never have made it to our lot had, you know, they had been to one or two other places before they got here and had they had exactly what they were looking for, probably would have bought they there. probably would have yeah. bought right yeah. then and there. Yeah. We've, we've tried to perfect that system as best as possible, but that's why I say, competition doesn't matter as much as you think a lot of times. I mean, sometimes it does. I remember being a young salesperson and really you're on an island of emotions all by yourself. You kind of alluded to that with, with your wife, whenever like things get slow, you're like, ah, oh, this shed business stinks. You know, and the next thing you know, like, Hey, it's going great. You yep. know, and yep. it's easy to kind of get down in that and you can't let your emotions sort of like control your, your vision and control uh, uh, your destiny because you set something out and you, you plan and prepare for those moments. But I remember being a young salesperson finding out, Oh no, they bought from down the road and you're beating yourself up going, what did I do wrong? Where did I mess up? What did they do better? I've got to obviously work harder on myself. I spent a tremendous amount of time, not just learning what my competition offered or what they did, but really like what I could do myself, mm -hmm. the things that were in my control mm -hmm. that I could do better. Um, and, and I think that's really where I shifted into a period of success is when I focused on me right, and not on them. Yeah. And yeah, that worked. Yeah. 
And I mean, there's value in knowing, right. you know, what you're up against, yeah. but really, um, like you said, doing what you are in control of working on what you can change. Yeah. seems like you guys have a nice little ecosystem here. Friendly competition. I've got to interview some of your, your, uh, uh, I guess you'd call them competition, but some of your other shed guys around here and, and one more tomorrow that we'll interview. And it seems like all you guys are just, just super friendly, really good, just good guys, kind of guys you want to hang out with. Matter of fact, do hang out with each other from time to time Yes, and sort of build a, a, uh, a community uh, echo chamber, if you will, of how can we help the customers in our area the most, even though we uh, are on different sides of the, of the check. Right. 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 And yeah. Um, you know, if, if that, that we're all going to have a time when, you know, my trailer breaks down or his trailer breaks down or, you know, we all have those. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't help each other out, um, that's what it's, it's, it comes back to the customers we meet, the people we meet, meet, um, the relationships that are built. And, and if those relationships, you know, even with your competition, um, yep. is, is very helpful and, and, it, and, and it really helps both of us out. Or well, all, all of us. I, I think so. I think it builds a better community and a better customer experience um, in large for the shed industry in large. And whenever you have little pockets doing that here and there and everywhere, I think it just makes for a better experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a couple, you know, uh, big judgments or, or, or situations come against the shed industry. If you kind of watch the news or, or, or stay involved in it. And, you know, that's not what we want. We, right. want, we want companies that uh, understand that we're big enough that we can't serve everybody. Right. We try. Mm-hmm. We want to win in every situation. But then we're, we're also uh, respectful losers, if you right. will. <laughs> hashtag respectful losers. <laughs> I should put that out there. Maybe make a bumper sticker. Um, but you do have one thing your competition doesn't have, which is really, really cool. you got a barn spinner. <laughs> yeah, that has been um, an incredible attention grabber. You don't just have that over your competition. I've never seen this in the shed industry. I've seen sheds put on water tower bases. I've seen sheds stacked on top of other sheds, uh, sheds lifted up in the air. One company had a shed upside down on another shed. I don't know. There's a little bit of everything. Right. So tell me about this barn spinner. Tell, tell, tell the audience what it is. Well, for those watching on YouTube, we'll be sure to include like a picture or video video do justice. Uh, obviously if it's moving, so we'll put that in there, just go check it out. But tell me where the idea came from and how you made it happen. So we've been talking, uh, different times about how can we, you know, people drive past, how can we grab their attention? You know, you have 50 or a hundred sheds sitting in a lot, like movement catches their attention. Like how can we, how can we do something that moves? Um, and at first I thought it was a little bit of a crazy idea. You know, you never saw it before, right? <laughs> Some um, of the good ones always are. Don't they always right, end yep, up being a little yep, crazy? Yep. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people ask us, you know, doesn't the wind blow it over? Um, you know, and there wasn't a lot of, you know, professional engineering put into it. It was just some backyard boys with a welder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the way all good stories start. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just we put it together um, and uh, tried it out. You know what? What's the worst thing that can happen? You know, it it fails. You know, you try again, um, and that's you know that's a lot how we get places in life um, is right. by trying. Um, how to preach? That's a good word. Yep. And and so yeah, we just we had a couple of glitches at the beginning, um, but yeah, it's just a uh, 
a frame, uh, three, four feet in the air, and uh, it just sits there spinning around. And, and a lot of people have, have commented about it, have noticed it. Um, some people have asked me if I have a patent on it. Uh, <laughs> I would have never thought to ask may, that. Maybe I should. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe there's a market for it. Need a good pet guy. We'll give you a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe there is a market for it, but it, it, it does catch your attention. You, you, you kind of, um, I guess you're about, I don't know, there's a couple of valleys through here and, and you could see it from a, a good long distance off. Yeah. The, we, we actually, when we put it up, I had a, a stepladder right beside the shed. Um, the one direction um, you could see the, where the road came around the bend and we checked to see how many rotations the shed did. Um, and it was like almost two rotations by the time the person got there. Um, so that, yeah, there's enough movement that it stands out above the other sheds. So this sets on a frame pretty much spins 24 hours a day. Yeah. And we, we have some solar lights hooked up on the end, um, that come on at night, um, uh, because, you know, that one guy that is, you know, out at 3 a.m. headed headed to hunting camp, um, you know, he needs to see that too. Um, well, he stops in here and then he buys a hunting blind. Yeah, there you, you go. You never know. Yep. But So it's like, uh, what what size shed do you have on it? Um, it's an 8 by 12. 8 by 12. Yeah. Um, full shed, fully yes. functional shed? Yes. Well, okay. we're, that shed's been on there for a little over a year, um, and we're we're talking about, you know, we pick bright colors or you know, contrasting colors. It's white and black and um, the doors are a different color. Um, so we were talking, you know, what, what colors do we want to do next? Um, we need something that's going to grab attention. Um, but so yeah, that shed's going to come, that shed's going to end up, the spinning shed is going to end up in somebody's yard. Very nice. Not spinning anymore. But. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not in theory. Right. Maybe you're onto something here. Maybe there's a market for spinning sheds in your backyard. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Hi, I'm Dylan from the Shed Geek Marketing Team, and I want to address a common misconception about marketing. Often people approach us for just one service, like social media management, where we plan and schedule your monthly posts. While this is a valuable time saver, it's just one piece of your complete marketing strategy, much like a shed with its various components. Let's simplify it. Think of your social media channels and Google My Business as the foundation, similar to the runners of a shed. They support your digital storefront, your website, which is like the floor joists and band boards. To enhance your marketing, you'll need tools like Google Analytics, Facebook Pixel, and Google Tags, which are like the walls. These tools help track the success of your campaigns, measuring form submissions, 3D shed creations, and phone calls generated by our ads. Now, let's talk about the roof, meta, and Google ad campaigns. These are the top layers that complete your marketing shed. While you may inquire about one specific service, remember, they all contribute to the overall structure of your marketing strategy. At ShedGeek Marketing, we're happy to work on one individual aspect, but our goal is to build a comprehensive marketing shed that will truly stand out in the digital landscape. If you're ready to talk about your marketing strategy, that will take your shed business to the next level, just go to shedgeek.com and fill out a submission form or contact the Shed Geek for more information. Uh, but it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think I think it's very clever. Um, I like, uh, I hate to use the word gimmick, but I like, like gimmicky type stuff. Mm-hmm. Not like, let me be clear, gimmick is not the same thing as like, 
uh, non-professional. I, I, I don't like non-professional, but I think fun. Mm-hmm. When I think of gimmicky, I think of, of like fun. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in sales. I mean, it's why I, you know, I have my, my bow tie and suspenders and we, we wear different colors and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, believe that the Lord has a sense of humor and wants us to laugh. There's nothing wrong with yep. having, yep. you know, being serious. I don't walk around laughing all the time like I'm an idiot or something, <laughs> I guess. But, um, but I do have fun. I laugh and joke and 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 whenever I saw that I thought man what a great idea. I mean if I had that in my hometown and had 100 sheds out there like everyone's going to know you always from now on as where the spinning barn goes. You start to become a destination point for other businesses. Uh you'll see a spinning barn. What's that now? You'll see a barn sitting on a hill spinning in circles. Go past it about a half mile on the right. You'll find us. <laughs> Yeah. Genius and, marketing. And the thing of it is, this property, you know, it's been years since there was a replicable business here. Um, and so we weren't where the old, you know, Dairy Queen or yeah. you, you name yeah. it. Um, yeah. We weren't, we don't have that reference point. The idea is that they drive past, they see a spinning shed, they're like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. And it may be, the, the thing that we deal with is, it may be three years. It may be eight years before right. they need a shed. That's right. But when they say, we need a shed, the first thing that needs to pop into their head is the spinning shed. That is the first thing they need to think. And then they come right here. I've got a feeling you said a standard. And over the next couple of years, I, I hope to see it. I may be wrong, but I hope that we're just going to continue to see crazy ideas mm-hmm. from a branding slash marketing perspective, if you will, an advertising perspective, doing something that's an attention grabber. Um, All of those things, again, were gimmicky growing up, but they work too. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they work. And if you you do things with integrity, right, that's the thing that matters. You still build with integrity, but it's just fun. Right. It's just fun. And I don't think we see enough of that. So the guys who put the sheds upside down and, you know, up in the air and on, on a spinning apparatus, I love it. Right. I think it's all yeah. great. Free uh, free marketing, man. That that pays dividends over and over and over as it continues to spin in circles. Well, uh, kudos to you, man. Like, just great job. Uh, the whole presentation here is awesome. When you walk in the door, I mean, just seeing a lot from a distance, but being able to walk in the door, uh, seeing all the sheds that you so displayed, the pictures, uh, bills, very professional, obviously. Um yeah, I, I think you're doing a great job and, and um happy to know you and get a chance to make your acquaintance and um just think you're doing doing a awesome job. Yeah, well thank you. We we enjoy what we do. Um and like I said, we enjoy the people, you know, the guys that have worked for us over the years. Um, you know, they become like family and uh, yeah, it's great. Any particular shout outs to anybody in the industry, any companies, any service provider, just anybody that you would think of that you would uh, have anything to say while we're here today? The only one I would think of uh, right offhand is um, our con- online configurator. We love the idea room and uh, we it's been a it's been a number of years. Again, we were the first ones in the area to have a, a online configurator. Um and yeah, we just really enjoyed working with them, um, fine tuning, 
um, and make trying to make the sheds look like ours. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they were, they were great to work with. Very good. Very good. Um, I always give the guest an opportunity to turn the microphone around, um, um, and interview me for a second and try to create some good conversation, whether it's podcasting, ministry, family, sheds, I, it, it, there's, it doesn't really matter if you have any questions for me, um, love to answer your questions and let you turn the mic around for a moment. I don't know much about the shed geek. Like, tell me, tell me a little more. Like when did, when did you start? Um, so we, what, what made you do this? We, we've got about March of be four years. Okay. Um, and we started at one episode uh, a week, moved into two, uh, probably going to stay there for a while this year yet. We, we may eventually start to do like a series where we focus on content of like uh, shed sales, shed hauling, shed manufacturing. So we may change up the, the formula for it uh, as we go on down the road. But um, it, it started because I was an avid podcast listener, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, okay. to, you know, love listening to talk radio and love listening to music and audio books and different things. And uh, a lot of guys were telling me that, you know, they kind of felt like they were on an island by themselves and wanted more resources. And they wanted the connectivity. Uh, it's, it's like the news. Mm-hmm. You know, the news, the news will tell you all kinds of stuff, all kinds of bad stuff. But then whenever <laughs> you get to meet the people, most of the people aren't like the news describes. Right. They're good people. Uh, they mean different. But, but you, you, you've got to be careful of media because it can, it can manipulate, has opportunity to. Um, so, so I found that whenever I was going to all these places, it wasn't quite like I thought it wasn't, I'm not saying there's not dog eat dog. I'm not saying there's not, you know, really sharp, um, competitions and just thoughts and Mm -hmm. dealer gentlemen's agreements that have been broken and mistrust and all, there's all these things in all life and areas. But generally speaking, I felt like that was the industry that people told me about when I got into it. But upon my own research, meeting people, they were like, we actually want to know more about Mm -hmm. other companies. We actually want to, it it felt nice for them to hear what's happening in your neck of the woods, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're we're kind of going through this emotional sales crisis right now, right? We're not, we haven't sold anything in a week. What's going on or two weeks or whatever. And they're starting to doubt or whatever. And I think for them, it just feels good to hear other people's stories. Uh, And then they want to connect with those other people and, it just reminds them of what they're doing and keeps them. I don't know. To me, if you're a Daniel, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a off road guide, you like ATVs and four wheelers. Seems like you would just be involved in that world completely. Mm-hmm. And and if you're a hunter, you're gonna want to know all about mm-hmm. hunting and re- maybe read the hunting magazine or the RV magazine if you're a traveler. Right. Or, and, and even from other areas and, and gaining ideas and, and, you know, thoughts from other people. So we, we just wanted to do that to connect. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite thing to do. I mean, we have other businesses in the industry that we dive into, but, uh, and, and, I'm, and, I, and I love those businesses and we treat them with the utmost respect and, and, and focus on doing a good job on those. But being able to connect people, uh, well, I, I don't know, that's, that's building community and I just feel like that's, ministry in the, in a sense. So like if we can do that and uh, keep doing it, mm-hmm. I want to keep doing it for several years. If I can, till the Lord says, don't do it no more. Right. Right. And, and I think 
you, you mentioned about there's times when there's, you know, sharp interactions or, um, you know, that sort of thing. And, and any, anytime you have a group of people, you're going to have, you know, a little bit of friction, a little bit of rubbing. <laughs> um, but, you know, in the end, we're, we're all trying to feed our families. We're right. all trying to serve our communities. Um, and it can be a good thing. I've always been a fan of win-wins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've always lived by the, the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Tried to do unto others as uh, you would want done to yourself. So, I mean, we try, to, we try to remember that there's a larger purpose than our career, a larger purpose than our job. Right. And uh, our identity is not found just completely in that. And, and there's a whole testimony there. If you go back and uh, we talk off the air or even if probably in some of the podcasts, you could probably get a better uh, idea of, of who I am and how uh, suffering from trying to find identity in my career led down this big, long path and, and then would eventually find me at the shed industry uh, at the end of my rope uh, where there was a long loss, long Long-time friend, not long lost, but long-time friend of mine uh, that worked in the industry that kind of uh, talked with me and, and encouraged me. And, you know, I think that I think that's what we're supposed to do. So if I can be an encouragement to somebody else today, and maybe if not me, but the listener. Right. You know, right. it's, it's our, the, the guest that's on. I want, I want uh, you know, I want their story to shine. So love doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, great. You know? So. Yeah. And, and if you can, you know, have fun while you're doing it, um, that's – we – we have we have a lot of fun when we work, and you know, we uh, we had the opportunity to all go uh, down to Chickatig uh, this year for a couple of days. A guy we did a job for, and just yeah, it was great. Um, all the guys and their families and everybody went down. Um, and just Whole company, to, yeah, went yeah, down. We just, just shut down for two days, yeah, um, and just had a good time. Terribly important for your the guys in your uh, under your leadership. I can guarantee you without meeting them, they appreciate that uh, or they should, you know, for those who don't, they usually don't last, you know what I mean? They don't stick around, but generally speaking, that means so much, uh, to come. I, I, I've worked in construction as a, as a young guy and always said, if I could have found the shed industry back then, because there's such good people in it that can kind of take you under their wing. And now here people are looking for employees, you know, employees. And at the time it seemed like all we worked around was like roughnecks that, you know, they wanted to do, they were up to no good right. a lot. Let's yeah. just say that without me getting too in detail. And and I was like, man, wouldn't it be nice to work for a nice Christian organization that, you, you know, cared about their employees and like took the time to teach you instead of holler at you or. Uh, yeah. So like I, for those looking to get into this industry, uh, especially from a construction perspective, they need to reach out and mm-hmm. find guys like yourself and others who are, who are looking for good help and not, not, not taking advantage of them just coming in and getting beer money and getting out of here right 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 you know like we don't want those guys <laughs> right no you know? it so. it's nice to have you know more long term and, and long term can be different for different people yeah um, yeah no it's very good well i'll tell you what i want to close this out in prayer if that's sure. okay yeah. um just uh pray over the industry and just kind of um yeah Lord, thank you for this day, the opportunity to be here for this weather today. Thank you, God, for that. Uh, Thank you for an opportunity to meet with uh, Daniel and Bill here today, uh, just to learn from them, to conversate with them, um, to journey with them through this industry uh, and have conversation that uh, hopefully becomes fruitful, not just for others in their business and their daily walk, but also uh, with you and that all that we would do would lead towards you. Uh, We know that all blessings come from you. Uh, 
Uh, we're thankful uh, that you would uh, bring us into a new year with new opportunities, and we just ask that you'd uh, bless the businesses and those listening here and today, wherever they are in this moment. Uh, you would just reach down and, and touch them and uh, give them a reason to uh, to um, move forward, march forward, and uh, promote your kingdom, God, as we as we do. Thank you, thank you, thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. This is Mo Lunsford of Union Grove Lumber. We would like to welcome you to the Union Grove Lumber Studios. Hey, we're this year's studio sponsor. And this is your host, Shannon Latham. Here at the Shed Geek Podcast, we give you education you can use and entertainment you need.